the person of love. That's who he is. It isn't what he does. It's who he is. Hey, Barbara Dean, how you doing? <laughs> oh, this has been so good. Mr. Roy, we love you. You got something to say tonight? The Lord might want to just speak through you. A real short one? Is that like two days or one day or what? We had heaven already. What we have to what we have to learn is is that I know most of our songs, many of our songs, and many of our words we say come down, but we're not pulling anything down other than we're binding and loosing the will of God to come to the earth. We're ascending to join the heavenly hosts. That heavenly city, Jacob's ladder. Come on, we've got to be acquainted with ascending rather than just asking for more to come down. We want to go up to the throne room. We want to go up and hear what the Father is saying. We want to enter in with the heavenly host, the just men made perfect, the 24 angels, 24 elders. And Kathy had that encounter with God when she had those 40 blood clots. There wasn't anything under her feet And she was standing there, and she could hear the heavenly choir, and she could hear every distinct voice of every angel. And then when she went to join them, she could hear hers join them, but it was distinct, and she could still hear theirs. So we're joining that cloud of witnesses. We're joining that. So when you're talking about heaven is here, we are ascending. We are citizens We just happened to come down here to fulfill our book. Psalms 139. So we've got to get used to that. Jacob's ladder. Come on. Go up to the Father. Amen. Did you put your shoes on, Dave? Oh, you had to go and take care of the dog. Was it three years ago the Lord told him, when you come up to worship, part of the worship team, take off your shoes. So for every time he goes up to the altar, he takes his shoes off. I love you. Yeah, you can cry, you can laugh, you can jump up and down, you can pass out, you can do anything you want. Amen. Give the king a shout and give him a clap. Woo! It says in Psalms that we can do that. Give him one more time. Give him a shout. Give him a clap. Hallelujah! The king is here. Woo! My goodness, he never was lost. Everybody talks about him being lost. He never lost. See, church, you only move as far as as fast as your illumination. Shall I repeat that again? You only move as far as as fast as your illumination. And illumination is revelation. 
Unless you spend time with the king, you aren't going to know the king. What you spend time with is what you get. See? You spend time with the king of glory, you get to know the king of glory. I'm so messed up now. King of glory, I have to come because I'm going to be down there with him again for a second because we was having some real good little times right over there. I'm just fine over there. I'm doing really good. Me and the king was having some glorious time. But we was having glorious time in here because it went all over the place. Because the atmosphere of heaven came down. Isaiah 64 says, And I will rend the heavens. Rending in the original language means to tear, to rip, to pull down the atmosphere. There's a metamorphosis. There's an osmosis that takes place. How that does, I don't know. I'm a country boy from Kansas still looking for Dorsey and Toto. Come on. You really think I can figure that out? Absolutely not. When I had an encounter with a king, he says, I don't know what I can do anything with this country boy, but I can sure try. He's still trying, and I'm still changing. I was changing over there a while ago. Boy, was I having a chit-chat. He told me a couple things he wanted to get rid of. You know what repentance means to me, church? It's the springboard to maturity. Woo! Should I say that again? That's a Roy Boy rendition. It's a springboard to maturity. I'm 75 years old. And I've asked him to preach until the last moment of breath. I don't know when that will be. I don't really care. Because I'm not trying to get an early out, church. I'm not looking for an early out. I don't want an excuse. I tried all them excuses before I was 38 years old. And after a suicide attempt, I had an encounter again. I almost died in that Vietnam War. I had an abusive childhood. I hated my dad. I didn't know I was loved. I didn't know how to love. I didn't have an have, have idea in the world how to love. I wanted love, but I looked for it in all the wrong places. And then I met the king. I met him in Vietnam. I met him in 1964 at the Navy Hospital and signed my name in a little Gideon book. But then I party-hearted two years. And then I went to Vietnam, and I'm, I'm a PA in a MASH hospital next to it, being a doctor. And, and we did all that stuff. That stuff even messed me up more. But God was hot on my trail. How many have ever heard the story of of the man that was running from God while looking over his shoulder? Who was that, Punkin? It was Noah. Noah. No, it was a, oh, I'm sorry. No, you, Jonah. I knew it was Jonah. See, I was trying to give her a trick question, guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here, let, let me give her a kiss and make it all right. By the way, that's Miss Punkin over there. It's the right family. Yeah. 
Now, did you guys meet Ralph and Patricia that were here? They're the peanut butter and jelly couple, and we're the pumpkin couple. We've uh, known them a long time. My daddy calls me L-O-J, Lion of the tribe of Judah. Are you hearing me? What does he call you? In Isaiah 62, it says, we are his Hesbah. Say that together, church. We are his Hesbah. You know what that means, church? Not a trick question. Anybody? His beloved. He delights in you. Let's say it together. He likes us. He delights in us. And we are married to him. Say, I'm married to him. Is that your name? Hesba. You are many other things, too. His delight is in you. Are you hearing me? Get that into your spirit. See, your mind, your will, your emotions is your soulish person. Your soulish person will want to rule and reign in your life from the time you're a baby. Because when a baby first pops out of its mother's womb, guess what it does? Wah! It wants something. Are you hearing me? It just naturally knew it wanted something. It was hungry. Are you in the church today hungry? See, the way you attract God is your hunger. See, on the streets, I've worked on the streets 39, 40 years now. On the streets, we don't feed them cold coffee and stale bread. They don't want it. Are you hearing me? They want a hot man a meal. So when that baby pops out and wants something, they are being conditionally taught that their needs will be met. Boom! If they cry. So goes the Christian. So goes humanity. See, your mind, your will, your emotions, they try to dominate your whole life. And I'm here to tell you tonight, church, tell your emotions to shut up in Jesus' name. Are you hearing me? If they don't listen, do it three times. By the third time, which is emphasis, your emotions will be quiet. You know how I know? Well, I told some guys in a rehab center the other day. Well, how do I get rid of that film that's running and running and running and running and it doesn't stop running through my through our cameras? Fire of the Holy Ghost, guys. The fire of the Holy Ghost. See, if when that film runs through your camera right up here and the Holy Ghost comes in your life, the Holy Ghost melts that unholy film. Give him a shout. Yes! That film... See, I was tormented by my war experience. I was tormented by my growing up. I was tormented when I come home from Vietnam and my wife had a four-month-old baby that wasn't mine. I didn't have a clue. But I started meeting the Holy Ghost. But it wasn't for a while. Are you hearing me? Okay, I'm going to speed this up a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about this humanity deal a little bit more. Say, my humanity does not rule my life. When you raised your hand, Matthew 6, and said, Our Father in heaven, come in. 
Where did he go? Young lady, where did he go? In my heart. Your heart. In your spirit. Stay right here. He's right here. Who can have him? Who? But is he whosoever's? Who is is he? Anybody who asks him. Anyone who asks him into their heart. He's ours, but he's not automatically everyone's. Just whosoever will it. That's right. Who will receive him. And the devil can't have him, can he? No, no. Unless? Unless what? Yeah. If you open a door or window, church, you have automatically given the enemy permission. Are you hearing me? See, God put the keys in our hands to the church. He said He gave the keys to Peter. He says, "In these keys, I give you. It's the key to everything in the Word. Key to everything in life. Are you hearing me? He gave the keys to the church, Peter." Petros. But see, when you raise your hand and he comes in and lives right here, he's yours. But the enemy's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And he'll try everything he can in his little book. He can read your generational DNA. But if you're secure in Christ, if you're secure in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost that has the most. Are you hearing me? Do you know why I call it the Holy Ghost? Because He's the Holy Ghost. What do you think? Come on. See, a Kansas boy actually got it. And when I realized I had this Holy Ghost thing, and see, i got to tell you a little story about that in a minute. Now, be careful. I might laugh at my own jokes, too, but... Okay. <laughs> Woo! Boy, did I get slammed on that floor. <sighs> okay. Where was I? <laughs> okay, Lord. I need to stay up here. Just a little. See, you've got to train yourself to stand in the anointing. Are you, are you telling me? Years ago, I got so slammed... I'm not going to mention who I was around. I was around some some of them crazies. But I really got slammed. You asked Ralph Witcher sometime. We were at a meeting in Chalice, Idaho, and he met, he and I met on the floor on the carpet. And he reached over. Hi, my name's Ralph. Hi, my name's Roy. He just had blown the shofar. I said, whoa, we're in Chalice, Idaho. He says, yeah, I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I live in Southern California. Hi, buddy. We've been friends ever since. Are you hearing me? We're lifelong buddies. So a few years later, I went to his house. But we went to a meeting, too. We'll be at their house. Well, next Sunday, we preach at their church in Allentown. But anyway, <laughs> we went to a meeting together. And I got slammed. <laughs> I mean, so slammed, he had to carry me home in his van to his house. Punk, it was a home work, and see, see, I had, I had her work so I could go get slammed. Just kidding. <laughs> we needed some extra finance in those days. Now, Punk, don't have to work. Give the Lord a cheer. That's just happened in a year now. Yeah. 
And since, I don't know, I think since we met you all, we have a training center in, uh, where's that place we live? Comanche, Oklahoma. We live in a, a little tiny place, you know, about this big. There's one stoplight. Can you believe that? Oh, it's so good. Go to Comanche. Well, you're not in Comanche anymore. I'm not in it anymore. What happened? Oh, it's a one-whistle-top stop town. That's why. Guess what? I love it. It's so wonderful. Where was I going with this? What? Oh, I was at Ralph's house. See why they bring Pumpkin with me? You know how I lost my hair and I have to wear this this rug right now? See, I wear a rug. You may have not known it, but I'm exposing myself. See, I wear a rug. I wore a rug when I met her, and she said it was okay, and it wore out. So I hadn't had one for years. It was in my sock door, and one day it scared me. I thought it was a rat. <laughs> so recently she said, you could get another rug. So I went down to the rug store, and they didn't have my collar. So then I had to go to a, whatever you call that store you buy these puppies. Anyway, they made me one. Now where was I going again? Oh, Ralph's house. Okay. We were at Ralph's house. I'm glad Ralph's here. He would get a tickle out of this. Okay. So we're at Ralph's house, and we were at a conference, and I got messed up so bad, I had to crawl to the front door. And he's waiting there with his van. So he throws me in his van, and I was supposed to minister at four other places. But the Lord told me, laying on the carpet that night, he says, Call all those places tomorrow, have Pumpkin do the dirty work, and cancel all your appointments, because you're going to Ralph's house, and you're going to shut in for a whole week. I said, well, God, that's going to ruin my reputation. He says, you're finally getting it. (laughs) Are you hearing me? He said, you're getting it. You're a little slow. You're a little hardhead. Yeah? Okay. Well, I was there a week. You know what he did with me? He changed me into a lover. I didn't know how, even though I had been ministering for about 15 years already. I had gotten the Holy Ghost years earlier, but I was learning a lot from the religious, legalistic, denominational church, and it wasn't teaching me squat. Is that all right to say that in this church? It's on tape, Ben? Oh, my gosh. Okay, do you have anybody that can edit? Okay, I'll be careful now. I I got down and the Lord told me to go into Ralph's bedroom. She had to do all the dirty work at home in California. And I I went down to that. It was a glass top table and it was in their basement. I got my little Bible out. I got my notebook out. Got my pen out. No, I had one. Okay. There it is. I got my pen out. I sat down. Okay, I'm here. I'm ready. And the Lord spoke to me. This is my new school. How many of you here tonight are in school? Come on. Are you in school? From the day you raised your hand, guys, you're in school. You'll be in school until the time you go, then you won't need school up there. 
Are you hearing me? Your work's all down here. Reach out and touch your neighbor. Do you realize the one you're touching now, you're going to have to put up with them until you get to heaven? <laughs> oh, can I? Oh, whoa, I grabbed your hand. I'm not. Do you think we can put up with each other till we hit heaven? Well, you got to. You know why? Because you made relational fellowship with them. That's what. Do you know what you take to heaven with you? Church, it's not a trick question either. You know, you take relationship. That's all you take. You don't take your wagon full of your goodies. You take your relationships. That's all you take, church. Isn't that cool? No baggage. Just relationships. So get along with your neighbor now. See, it says all are called. Listen to me, church. Say all are called, but few are chosen. Do you know why there's only a few chosen? Because you don't choose to be chosen. Give the Lord a hand. Come on. Think about that. See, you don't choose. See, every day you must choose to be chosen. Every day. See, James put it very well. James said, Consider it all joy, my brethren, as you meet with various trials. Why? For you have need of endurance. But he put a P.S. on the end of it. On the end of it, he says, He endures to the end is the one that will be saved. Are you hearing me? That sure puts this stuff once saved all saved out the window. See, so you've got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's not a given. So many have been taught so falsely in in some worlds. You know, the reason, the, the thing is, is that they don't factor in love. Because what they say is, it says, if you don't work out your salvation, so they're looking at, they're looking at everything as works. But God is love. And when we, when we, in, enjoy the presence of Jesus in our hearts and we love God back or give him back his love that he gives us first, then you want to do things with the Lord. You want to. But if you're not wanting to do it, then maybe that relationship has gone stale. Maybe that relationship is not there anymore. Maybe you've become so self-centered that you no longer enjoy the presence of Jesus in your life. So it's it's not about that um, God says, you know, you have to, you have to, you have to. He says, I gave you love so you want to. It's all about love and relationship. It's not about I'm going to beat you with a stick if you don't do it. It's all about love and relationship. Is that amen or no, no? Yeah. I thought so. If it was a no, no, I'd have to talk to you after the meeting, okay? Okay, I'm glad we're all on the same page. Okay, that's good. So I'm down in the basement with my pen. Oh, I put my pen back in the pocket, but you know I got it. So I, I had my pad out, and I said, okay, I'm reporting for school. And at that time, I don't know how old I was. I was, let's see. 38 when I came back, and this must have been 10 years later or something. So I was getting along in life a little. Okay. So I'm sitting there, and the Lord starts machine gunning me with Scripture. 
John 3, 16. John 17, 3. 1 John 4, 8. Well, well, Father, I learned those at vacation Bible school. He said, obviously you didn't learn very well, did you, son? Whoops. Have you been there? Has he stepped on your toe? Just like somebody was saying, I think it was Kathy. Sometimes he imposes himself. See, we've been taught, oh, yeah, you know this old buy and buy stuff. They don't cut it. The Lord is the Lord of Almighty. He can do whatever he wants when he wants. Are you hearing me? And we've been taught so religiously, denominationally, and legalistically that sometimes we got to get rid and burn some of that film up too. When I come back to Christ after a suicide attempt in 1981, he had to burn it all up. All of it. 38 years worth. I was a Paul. And he told me so. Me so. I've been a Paul since 1981. I went into the third heavens for parts of three days. He started burning the film up. I thought I had lost my mind. Well, I did. The mind he didn't want. He did the same with Paul. Ah! I can't remember anything, scripture, anything. He says, good. I had, I was so far underground, I had to crawl up to get to ground zero. Are you hearing me? That's called Damascus Road. But we got to have a real deal too, because too many in the church have a Damascus Road that's not a true Damascus Road. Now, I'm not judging them. I'm letting the Word of God do that. See, by their fruit, come on, Say, by their fruit, by our fruit. We'll be known by our fruit. So I'm in that basement that day, and I read those three scriptures, and I read them in my heart. For a whole week, he had me stay down there in that basement, and he trained me how to love. And by the end of the week, guess what? I knew how to love. It was so cool. He says, I really don't need anything you have, but I do want you to be a lover, and I want you to go love people me. So you know what I do now? I love him, and I love people. We even tried pastoring churches. We tried, oh my gosh, we tried doing so many things, huh, Pumpkin? Yep. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I'm glad she agrees with me here. We would have to have a long shit chat tonight. No. He taught me in that place, that quiet, secret place of Ralph's, how to love in one week. Why? DSL. God's very capable of doing DSL on you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you getting it, or do I, is it going like that? Just like when I was in the mirror years ago, and I was training how to preach, and I'd go in there and I'd preach in the mirror. And I kept going like this, and I kept going like this. And the Lord says, quit doing that, you're going to lose your hair. And one day I looked, and it was most of it was gone. Why do you think I had to get my first rug? Just easy. You see what I'm saying? you got to be careful. So I learned how to love. I'd already been preaching for 10, 15 years. Will God stop you straight in your tracks if you're not going on the right path? 
See, he's not messing around, church. Where am I going with this? Go to Malachi 3. Sometimes people, we call it Malucci, but it's really not. Depends on if we're, if we're Italian or not. Right? You might call it Malucci if you're Italian. No, just kidding. Okay, Malachi. Is that where I'm going? Okay. Sue, I used to have Malachi, or Malachi in my Bible. Is it still there? Okay, it is. She scares me sometimes. Okay. Lord, you almost scared, you almost scared me. Ooh-wee. Okay, you at Malachi 3? Behold, I'm going to send my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly, let's say suddenly, come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord. And you say suddenly, church. The Lord is doing many suddenlies today. We've talked about it at this conference here. There have been many suddenlies. I will go on. The Holy Spirit says through the Word. But who can endure the day of His coming and who can stand in when He appears? For He is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. In the old days it was called Lava soap, wasn't there something like that? 20 mule, 40 mule team borax, or what was it? How many mule teams was it? 40 mule team borax. It's right up there in Boron, Boron in California. I've been there. Remember the old wagon that pulled all the, and they got the soap out of there. Well, we call, in the Bible here, this translation calls it uh, fuller soap. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Now, let's go on. Verse 3, he will sit as a smelter and purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver so that they may be may present to the Lord's offerings in righteousness. Say, Lord, we want to present to you offerings of righteousness. That's another... Hand clap and shout. Come on, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. Woo! See, I'm a Kansas boy. I'm a horseman. Yippee, oh, yai, yai, yippee, yippee. Are you hearing me? I took my chaps and my uh, spurs and all that off three years ago. I rode up till three years ago. We were training over in Navajo Nation all over the place, but uh, the Lord says enough of them horses for you. Okay, the punchline here, church, is and suddenly the Lord is coming to refine you and I. Who are the sons of Levi? Come on, it's not a trick question. Everybody, who's the sons of Levi? Oh, go on. I am. Come on, I don't hear it. We aren't going on until you get it right. This is a school. Okay, say I am. Okay. So if you're of the Levitical class today, or if you're the one that God is using today, He's saying, perhaps you need some scrub-a-dubbing. Are you hearing me? Just like your mama would bring you in there and get that lava soap out. Get that borax out. Ah, mom, that hurts. 
Oh, be quiet, Johnny. This is good for you. Yeah, it's not good for who. You know what I'm saying? We we thought Mama wasn't quite, you know. Mama knew best. No, it was Papa knew best. That was what was his name that had that show, Robert. Father knows best. There we go. See? Uh Uh-oh, you're dating yourself, sister. Be careful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So here's the point, church. Just like on the floor here, the Lord gave me the story. When Isaiah was going for his temple duty, you see, they they had to draw lots and when they had their temple duties. So he was already a minister. Are you hearing me, church? See, we're already ministers, church. We're all ministers. Whatever capacity God gives us. See, the Lord wants us to unify, to diversify, to multiply. Let's say that together. The Lord wants us to unify, to diversify, to multiply. So first of all, you have to have unity. That's why I had to hold hands tonight. You've got to like that person next to you, whether you like it or not. Then you need to diversify. How many here have giftings? Well, we all do. Every single one of us has giftings. But then what do you do? You multiply. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Go therefore into all the earth, baptize in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Baptizing. Going out. Matthew 24, 14. This good news of the king will be preached in all the heaven and earth for a witness. Then, the end will come. Do we have a commission? Yes, we do. Go. Go doesn't mean sit in front of the TV in the in the easy chair when he's saying get out there and minister to your neighbor or your relatives. Too many times we get in that mode. Well, change your mode. See, God, God wants the gospel preached in all the inhabited earth. Then they will come. Sue and I have been in, what, 24 nations and 46 states preaching in and my earth is getting a little older, but guess what? What, Jesus? A little more. A little more, Jesus. Come on. It takes bodily discipline. Your mind, your will, your emotions have to fall into place. I'll get back to this story of Isaiah in a second here. But what I want to tell you, see, is when that heavenly kingdom comes in here, your mind, your will, your emotions must live under it, not over it. Two of you have, many of you have a floppy fish going. I know that sounds a little weird. A floppy fish is when the kingdom lives under. Are you hearing me? See, the kingdom's supposed to live over your mind, your emotions. If you get a floppy fish going, it's living under there, and guess what? It becomes soul rule, not kingdom rule. You can't do squat. You can't. It invalidates everything God can do. Have you ever heard of the law of first mention? The law of first mention, see, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Then he created man. He said it was good. Then the enemy perverted it. That mess up God's plan? Absolutely not. The law first mentioned is Genesis three fifteen, and God made the way. Who? Genesis three fifteen. I'm tea between the the. Okay, this is Sue's paraphrase version. This is a paraphrase. <laughs> it's put enmity between the woman and the um, and um, the serpent. That's the word I was looking for. So did he make a way back? Law of first mention. He didn't wait thousands of years. See, he made you and I his image and likeness. He said it was good, and then he perverted it. He liked you and I. See? He lost his house. In the garden, after the garden, when they said he lost his house. Are you hearing me? He lost his temple. He lost his tabernacle. He lost that place of habitation. Guess what? Here comes the man Enoch. Here comes Enoch. He's walking hand in hand with God. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, Enoch, you're so close to me. Why don't you just walk up to heaven? Are you hearing me, George? See, he came down in the coolness of the day, and he walked with the first human couple, and he said it was good, and he loved walking with them in the cool of the day. See, I walk with him every day. Oh, he likes walking with me. What's going on, Daddy? One day I was walking with him and I'd been praying and I went over to Jack in the Box to get a real healthy hamburger. Yeah, right. But anyway, I was hungry. So, you know, could have been a McDougal burger too, but, for, but it was actually a Jack in the Box. And I'm walking under the tree and I'd been praying for coffee pots to minister down the streets of L.A. because I would drive down there with my truck and I would pull up and have coffee pots and, and I would go by Costco and get these, I don't know where those buns were, and I'd drive down there, and I'd drive to, down into Skid Row. I'd pull up. They knew me down there. They know me all over the place, wherever I go. But anyway, uh, they, there'd be a line down the gutter. Well, I went down there just to give them coffee and little buns. I was there to pray for them. And they lined up down there. And the rats would be running down here. What was that? Oh, my gosh, that's a rat that big. Can't be scared of rats if you work down there. But anyway, that's all right. Okay, are you hearing it? So I was walking under that tree that day before I went. And I was coming back to visit Ralph, and I was preaching on the streets of Philadelphia in a tent. We did a tent there six times in the Harrogate District. They tried to kill me two years in a row. They were mad at me because I wouldn't let them shoot up drugs under the tent. I'd lock the porta potty at night, and they was upset. That's all right. They could get healed of that. Most of them did. But they'd come up to the tent, and they'd stand like this, and they'd go, why aren't you coming under the tent? Well, we can't come under there. There's something that stops us. Our intercessors would pray a 20-foot ring around that tent. That's what. Are you hearing me? You've got great power, church. So anyway, I was walking under the tree to that jack-in-the-box, and the Lord spoke out of the tree. Roy, Yes, Daddy. Oh, my, that tree. I never knew it speak to me before. Yes, Daddy. He says, it's me. Oh, yes, Daddy. Well, well, what's the deal? He says, you've been praying for coffee pots, and he says, you already got them. 
Oh, really? What's the deal? Well, the deal is this, that my storehouses in heaven are full of stuff, and people aren't praying with the right motive, and they don't get them. Proverbs 16, all the ways in man's eyes seem right all the time. God weighs them all his heart. Are you hearing me? So he said, you got them. So I got back to, to Ralph Witcher's house, a minister on the streets and with him and others, and he said, brother, there's something you need. We were in a convenience market. I said, yeah, see those puppies over there? Yeah, I said, I need those. He whipped a $100 bill out of his pocket, stuck it in there. Coffee pots! Are you hearing me? God uses the body. Are you hearing me? We've got to realize that. We've got to realize that he has a plan. Okay, Susan, and where was I? You were, um, you had just come up. Well, you went from Malachi, then you went to coffee pots, then yeah. you went over to the streets of L.A., and then yeah. you came back to the coffee pots, okay. and then you came back to, yeah. I think, so now. Isn't she you're good? <laughs> Give her a hand. Come on. Give her a hand. Isn't she good? Okay. Yeah, yeah oh, and there was Genesis in there, too. Genesis yeah, 315. Genesis. Yeah, okay. the enmity between the okay. man and the woman. Doing all right? I'm not like well, that, right? You're doing fine. Oh, okay. Joyce, make sure I'm doing right. Okay. Church, what I'm trying to tell you is in your school, it's called the Holy Ghost School. There's all classes this side of heaven. Too many people are skipping classes. Uh-oh. Did I step on any toes? Well, if I did, good. You can be healed of that. See, God wants sincere Students, you know what the requirements from the Word of God are about? Going to that heavenly place? How many know the requirements? There are requirements. Oh, do you hear that? Clean hands and a pure heart. Psalms 24. But you can only get those through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Requirements. Clean hands, pure heart. Now watch. I have an illustration. You know what this is out here? On the way to that up there. Not a trick question. What's this right out here? The outer court. The outer court. What place takes place in the outer court is nothing. That's you and me and that's flesh before we come to Christ. Are you hearing me? That's just flesh. That's humanity. That's all you ever have. All you will ever have out here is flesh. And you'll get so tired and so sick of it that that will drive you to the Lord. See it? The Lord said he put it in man to be without excuse for not knowing him. See, see, everybody says, well, well, how will we ever get to... He put it in man to not have an excuse because he put it in man to know him. Are you, he'll push you to the limits. Are you hearing me? He'll chase you around like a hound dog. Okay. Outer cart. What's in here? Inner cart. All the way up to the lampstand. What is it? What is in there? What's all, what's all the way in there, up to here? 
What's in there? That's that's the outer court. The the, the holy the, the most holy is past those stairs on up there. So what's what's in what's what's in the uh, the the inner court? Not a trick question. Lampstand, basin. There's usually a basin over here. What? Show bread. Lampstand, the altar of incense, the table of showbread. Are you hearing me? What kind of business do you do in there? Is that a repentance place? Yes. That's a place of getting scrubbed up. Isaiah and Isaiah 6. And the... What? What did I do? What one did I miss? We scrub up before we go in oh, there. Scrub up. Okay. There's the basin outside before you go into the inner court. Yes. The table of show, we eat, we give worship, we receive the light of revelation as we worship in spirit and truth, and those loaves of bread. We eat, they represent our offering to him, but the priests ate those when they changed them out. And it's that manna, it's that rhema word from heaven that we find in the holy place. The outer court is where you repent because you shouldn't be trying to get into the other two places without washing, the washing, the washing, the cleansing of your hands, the washing before you go in. Give her a hand. Say thank you, Lord. See, sometimes when I explain things, I, I get them a little out of order. But why do you think we have the body? Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Okay, I see. Okay. Well, if I did, I'd repent. <laughs> see, we, we must get it. But let me tell you a little story. How many remember in, uh, where was it, when Paul was in... Uh, Seven, Romans 7. When Paul was in Romans 7, he said, The things I want to do, I don't. The things I don't, I do. Oh, wretched man that I am, who would deliver me from this body of sin? Why would Paul make such a statement as that? Why? Because he still had a little growing up to do. That's why, church. Because by Romans 8, Paul made another statement. He made the statement in Romans 8, I am more than a conqueror. All things, all things, neither height nor breadth nor principalities nor things seen nor things not seen nor anything was separated from that great love of Jesus. So Paul was still growing too. But when he went and he rent the veil, which is Isaiah 64, he rent the veil and went into the most holy, there was not a dualism taking place. Because sometimes, even in this place right here, before you rent the veil, there's sometimes a dualism that takes place. Sometimes flesh, sometimes... Spirit, sometimes flesh, see? And and Paul made it clear by the things I do, I want to do. The things I don't, I don't. He was still having a struggle too. But that's all right. Because we learn. And then, when we rent the veil, and back to Isaiah then, number six. See, Isaiah was doing his priestly duties. 
and he 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 took the drawl and it was on the calendar and he went in there and the train of the Lord filled the temple. What happened here tonight? The train of the Lord filled the temple. Give him a hand. It filled the temple. And I and the the the, the angel went over to the thing and got a tongue and got the tongue. The coal and burn his tongue. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. He was already a minister, high priest. But in God's presence, he revealed. That's what was happening here tonight. He was revealing. He was illuminating, which illumination is, is revelation. And he's illuminating things. Are you getting anything out of this church? I know we're going on and on a little bit, but I really want you to get the punchline here. Guys, wow. So once you rent the veil, you go into where your habitation is. How many want to stay out here? How many want to stay here? I may have been a hard-headed and skeptic once, but now I want to stay in there where Daddy is. Abba, Daddy. See, by the way we're raised is how we, we, we react to these things because I was scared of Daddy God. You see, Dad, I had to learn. Corey Tinboom helped me learn about him. She said, Nestle, don't wrestle. <laughs> I'm going to sit on this end of the couch. I ain't going to sit there yet. As I got to know Abba, I could trust Abba. The Holy Spirit, you think I, I want to go into witchcraft again? See, my dad was in the Ouija bars. He had me prayed over by an astrologist when I was born. You really think I grew up with that? So when they said you got to have the Holy Ghost, I said, I don't do devil stuff. Why? Because I was uneducated in it. And Jesus, I knew, is the Great Supper. But I didn't know his king. Are you hearing me? How we're raised is how we react when we come before him. But in the word of God, see this word is the only absolute you will ever know, church. The only you can stand on this word till the cows come home and it won't change. So I had to be taught. Isaiah was taught. In the parousia, presence of the Lord God Almighty. Parousia in the Greek means presence. Tangible presence. The first time the Holy Spirit came on me, I told the pastor, I'm so sorry. I raised my hand and I said, Pastor, I'm sorry I acted weird in your church. Everybody laughed and they said, that was so cool, Roy. You just felt the presence of God. Really? The Holy Spirit? Really? That's what that was. Guess what? I want some more of that. I want a whole lot. Of, I got greedy for that. I did. Oh man! Every time I could get in there, reach here I am, Daddy. But I had to learn about him first. Not be scared of him. I had to learn about Jesus. I figured they're gonna knock me dead. Boop! Lightning. It never happened. He had patience with me. So here's Isaiah. He's getting scrubbed and dubbed. He's getting burnt with a toe. What did he say by verse 8? Lord, here I am, I send me. 
Have you been sent? Have you been and had your tongue burnt with the coal yet? Have you gotten rid of a little more of the stuff? And then Daddy says, Roy, go to Pakistan. Pakistan, man, I'll get killed there. I didn't say that. I said, Daddy, did you really say it? Are you hearing me? Years ago I would have said that. This just recently, not too long ago. I went in my prayer closet. Did you really say, Daddy? I had to get rid of a little fear. I had to get rid of some residual stuff. Come on. We all have it. I don't care if you've been in the Lord a hundred years. We got stuff. But guess what? What's one of the fruit of the Spirit? Peace. One of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. When the peace came, see, you've got to get to a place where the, when the peace comes, you know it's God. When you've got fear and all that other stuff rumbling around, you can have no peace. See? So guess what? I went to Pakistan. Woo! Went over there to work with our uh, underground churches. We have, I think we have about 140 now. But I, I'm, not, I'm not boasting. I'm only boasting in God. If I boast at all in, tonight, I boasted in here. I boasted about Paul. You see, Paul said he would only boast in God. I, I'm only boasting in God now. Because when God took me into the heavens in 81, he told me certain things he would do. And if I'm boasting at all tonight, I don't want to bring anything to myself because I want to just go lower. I'm very serious about that. You'll see me in most all meetings. I'm either on my face, my knees, or I'm, or I'm trying to be obscure because I want to be in the presence of Daddy. And, and he, he unexpectedly had some business with me tonight. But I was pretty sure he would because the other night up there in my room, uh, Lonnie said to, that we were going to have some visions and dreams in here. And the other night, the Lion of the tribe of Judah showed up right over our bed. Right there. Right above my bed. The other night. He was like a fog. It's like the glory. The glory showed up in Kirkland Assembly a few years ago when I was ministering up there with another brother. We had been praying about seeing angels and we started seeing them and then we started praying about being translated and then I was twice and then we started praying about the glory of God manifesting and I had never seen it manifest and we were preaching at Bob Wallace's church for First Assembly Kirkland. The third day we knew something was going to happen and I was over in the bathroom. Uh, my friend... Bruce had the room, and the third day it was building. Did you feel it building this week? It was building up. That's the way God does. I would go into the bathroom at the pool room, and I'd hang a sign on it, Do not disturb. <laughs> so I was in there, and they thought the pipes were rumbling. I was just going, Shut it about shut. They thought the bathroom was, was out of use. It was. God needed it. He needed me to pray all day. So anyway, that night, we started preaching. Incredible praise and worship. They had been fasting 130 days. Daddy showed up. He showed up. Bruce started praying a perimeter around the stage, and he was up there, and I was down here worshiping, and the next thing I... Walked up there and the Holy Spirit hit me. I went, boom! Bruce said, yeah, it's right here. So everybody started getting out there. Oh, it's a mess! Boom! The glory cloud came. It came as a mist. 
came just like a mist. First time I had seen that. How many years ago? 15 or more? A while back. Counting. It should become a regular occurrence. People say, well, 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 well what did you do? I say, if the king of glory shows up when you're around, what do you do? I'm going to fall on my face. I don't know about you. If the king of glory's there, I'm going to be on my face. Or at least in my heart, I'm going to be on my face. Are you hearing me? Because the king of glory is here. Now, the guy with the ark, he tried helping God, and he got fried. Are you hearing me? Respect God. He's God, and you're not. Now, this is going to go somewhere. I'm going to speed it up real fast. I want you, church, tonight to have a takeaway. You want a takeaway? Is that a deer in the headlights, or is that something you understand? So what's a takeaway? Anybody? What's a takeaway? A nugget? A uh, uh, nugget. There you go. How many want a nugget? Well, hold your hands up. Okay, hold your hands out. How many know about Allstate? You're in good hands with Allstate. Well, I'm changing that. This is a nugget. Put your hands out. Say, put your hands out. Put your hands out, Deborah. Right there. Okay. Say, Lord, we are in good hands with God's state. Oh, it's in my nugget box. Put it there. The devil can't have it. So you got a nugget tonight. See, I want you to have a takeaway. You got a takeaway? Take that nugget and put it in your put it in your treasure box. See, uh, where is it? It's in Second Peter, and it says, All his magnificent and prom- marvelous promises are ours for the what? For that taking or asking. Now, did I say all? I said all. All is all. Come on, you all. If you live in the South, you might say it different. I don't know. You all, you all, all. Now, Acts number 15, verse 26 says this. They were men, meaning the early apostles, that were willing to risk their lives for Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Acts 15, 26. Say, Lord, we are sons and daughters. We're the bride of Christ. We're willing to risk it all for Jesus Christ. Now say amen. If you said amen, you understood it. See, we should be them. So the point of this is night. I want you to have a takeaway, and the takeaway is I want you to understand that you can have more of heaven. See, my message was going to be learn how to live out of the third heavens. Is it a reality or is it ridiculous? Who thinks it's a reality? See? See? The third heavens. See? When the veil was rent, you had access up there, church. Psalms 24. Now, how many avail themselves to that? Go there daily? Go there often? Sometimes? Not at all? It's yours. 
If you could speak to Isaiah right now, you know what Isaiah would tell you? What would Isaiah have said? I'm undone. I want to go there. And I want to go there more often. often. Never leave. I can go only go there with a rope on my ankle. Absolutely. That's old law, old covenant. Romans, where is it? Hebrews eight. The new law was instituted. The old law call was abolished. The old, the old law was abolished, and all of a sudden, you and I have access in the new grace and mercy, and we can enter in. Oh my gosh, you should get excited about that. Oh, I'm excited I can go in there. I like going in there. I want to go in there all the time. Tonight, I, I couldn't get enough of it down there, and I got just smashed. It was wonderful. And I did some business with heaven, and I, I know you did too. So I'm not going to keep this going all night, because I could speak all day and all night. You have no idea. When we go overseas, it's day and night for weeks. So wonderful. Larry's leaving on Monday. Pray for my buddy Larry. I'm not going this trip. He's leaving Monday. He'll be gone five weeks. And Pastor here and I might possibly be going to a place too, huh? Pastor Sheila. We might be going to a... We're, we're going to Africa. Probably in uh, possibly August. So, yeah. I'm not... What, what's the month? April. She's worked in some of the same places we do over there. But make sure it's God. Just because somebody asks you, don't mean you sign up. You're not gonna, you're not gonna do that, church. Just because God's, you want to prove it in the Word of God. Second Thessalonians five twenty one says this: Make sure, say, make sure of all things, and hold fast what is good or fine. You got to make sure. I already told you, I think, Proverbs 16, that all the ways that man's eyes seem right all the time, God weighs the motives of the hearts. I believe I said that one already. See, So you need to understand, and I'm going to bring this down a little bit to a place where I can bring it to a conclusion. You need to learn, church, to live above. But don't be so... Heavenly minded, you can't be of any earthly good. You met all those guys, I'm sure. So you have to live above while knowing how to love here. You can't love your wife as yourself. You can't love your kids as yourself. You can't love your neighbors as yourself. How can you go to Africa or ten buck four or five? Are you hearing me? You can't. You're out of order. God's a God of order. Not disorder. You've got to learn to live above. Jesus spent the last watch of the day with the daddy. There's a lot of speculation on this. I believe it was from around 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. I don't know. But if I'm wrong, then, then, then prove me that way. But I've, I've heard a lot about it. I, I think the last watch was pretty much from 3 to 6. I, it doesn't really matter what matters is that he spent time with the daddy at the last part of the day. I do the same. I'm not saying I get up at 3 a.m. every time. I spend the last watch that God has for me with the daddy. Every day. 
That's my wife. But then, here's the secret. When Jesus went to the marketplaces of life, he only did what the daddy said. You know why? He was still God-man. He gave up his divinity. He was down here. If the daddy hadn't worked on him already, he didn't minister to him. So he didn't wear out. He didn't get discouraged. He had fruit. That's why soon I wrote a book recently. And it's only for missionaries and it's only for teaching that we, as we teach. Soon I have three schools, an MTS school, school of Tyrannus, and a uh, E4 school. But we're training missionaries because the missionaries are discouraged and they're giving up. They're wearing out. Pastor Betty, I talked to her today about bringing her school to our training center. Talk to her today. We're going to do that, Lord willing, the creek don't rise. Are you hearing me? Because we've already been teaching these other three schools. And we had just had missionaries there from Africa, and we've had two of the young ones here. Who are the young ones here? Um, they go home? I think they did. Okay. Uh, Matt and Beth came to our, to our place for, what, a week and a half? It was delightful. Two weeks? Okay, what? We had a, we had a really wonderful time. We were, um, well, I don't want to talk about Okay. Yeah, we were going to take them to a YWIM school in Dallas that our friends run, and uh, one of them was sick and couldn't go, but they're going to come again one day, I'm sure. I want this young man to come up here right here. See this young man here? Guess what? This young man here... Highly anointed, highly favored. Tell him your name. My name's Elijah. Elijah. Say Elijah. Elijah. No, that's him, Kurt. <laughs> that's that's their part now. Elijah. Elijah, you're highly anointed. Elijah. Well, guess what happened the other night with Elijah? Huh? You got plenty, didn't you? Okay. Now the other night, see, see, you want to train all of them up young. My daughter got the Holy Spirit at eight years old. My daughter is in Oklahoma City. Her name is Jenna. So as young as you train them, they they can get this and start. So the other night, I've been noticing this young man for the last three years. I'm always looking for Timothys. Susan's always looking for those everywhere we go, everywhere. And so the other night. I said to him, I says, it's time for you to do your first ministry assignment. He says, what? No, what did you say? I said, I'll pray. He said, you would pray. Yeah. Are you hearing me? I'll pray. He didn't say, no way, Jose. <laughs> did he? He said, yes, I'm up to the assignment. So guess what? The sister was sitting right here. This young lady right there. See that? Uh-oh. I'm pointing her out. There you are. Dana, you were sitting right here. Remember? So he came up here. He stood right beside her. And guess what? I says, pray for this young lady as the Holy Ghost leads. He said, okay. But I says, don't give her flesh. Are you hearing me? See, our mind, our will, our emotions is flesh. So if he give somebody flesh, they don't need no more flesh. 
They got, they got enough. So I said, stand here quietly and listen for the Holy Ghost. It has the most. I call it the Holy Ghost that has the most. Are you hearing me? Well, guess what? You prayed for her? Is that true? I did, yes. What did you say? I prayed for peace, and that's what I heard from the Lord. Pray for it. And then I had prayed for her to be healed. Are you hearing me? She's being healed. See, here's my point. Training. MTS school. MTS, or E4 school, I'm sorry. E4 is Ephesians 4. Train. Equip. Release. Get out there. And then they come back and you get some more and some more and some more. Are you hearing me? Are you coming back for some more training? Yes. Give him a hand. Come on. Okay, reach your hands out to this young man. Reach him out. Oh, go ahead. What? Okay, run up here real quick. Yeah, you're you're on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> this family is so cool. They're on our Facebook. So, uh, every fall we go away as a family, and it's a really special time for us. Um, this year it was great because Tabernacles was earlier, and we have to go at a certain time because of his work. So we didn't have to miss anything this year, and it was so great. And we always make it here anyway, but we miss a couple of days. And I think it was last year, was it last year or the year before, um, his dad, we were at the up in the White Mountain area, Mountain View Grand Resort, and he uh, was that last year. Okay, it was actually quite chilly. It was quite cold, <laughs> freezing cold. And his dad baptized him in the river there amongst our family. <laughs> yes, and he remembers how cold it was. But I'm telling you, it was this, it was totally God. It was as cloudy as can be, and literally like misting, misting and misting and cold. And they got out there in the water, and the minute that he, we start, we started praying over him, and the sun started coming out, and the minute the two of them got in the water, and I tried to get it on picture, um, the, the glory, just the glory of the Lord came down, and it was so strong, and at the very moment he went under the water, a fishing boat with three men on that boat, it was one child and two people, two men came by as he was going under the water. And I just said, Lord, he's a fisher of men. You know, it was like the Lord just showed up in every way. And I knew it was so prophetic to have that happen. We saw it just a little bit to the left just when he went into the water. And I didn't realize it was going to come by. And we were so caught up in the moment and as we took the picture, you could just see it. I mean, it was going right by him as he went under. He came up, and he was like this. Just his face was like this. In the, you could see the, the sun shining down on him. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. So holy. <laughs> I want to pray for him, okay? Put your hands out. Put your hands out here. Elijah, I just pray for a release an impartation of more. Because there's so much more. I pray for a release and impartation of more, 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 more fire! 
In Jesus' mighty and wonderful name, I'd be willing to take this young man and any other young men that wants to work with all of us. As long as the Lord says so, we take them. That's what we do. That's, that's Sue and I's job. We train people all over the United States and and overseas, you know. And it's just our, it's what we do. We don't make a big deal of it. It's what we do, just like this young couple here does. Thank you, sir. So precious, isn't he? That's his brother over there. His sister-in-law there. Is that your grandma? Yes. Oh, hi, grandma. <laughs> I met you last year, huh? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay, one more or two more points, and then we're going to bring this to... I want you guys to hit a home run tonight. See, too many of you are used to hitting singles, doubles, and triples. Why don't you hit a grand slam? Are you hearing me? Have you ever been told... I'm telling you, hit a grand slam. Hit it out of the ballpark. You've never been used to that, then I'm telling you, hit it out. It's time. Jesus is coming. The greatest harvest that mankind's ever known is here. It's here. We had 24 saved in Las Vegas two weeks ago. We do an affair over there. I had a team there of five people. 24 Three or four salvations. These are all ones that we've trained over the last seven years or more. We have other teams. We have a team this weekend or that, that the last few days with our tent. It's been in Oklahoma City. We're here. See, see, it's not about Sue and I. It's about what the training, and then go. They come and they say, "Well, well, well, Raleigh or Susie, the Lord told us." I said, "Are you sure?" Yes. Then we pray. Go. See, that's E4, what E4 means. Train, equip, release. Get out there. Get out there. We have situations. Call us. We'll do what we did. One story about that. It's called a Bell Persum. Bell Persum was Second Samuel 5, verse 17, or about verse 20. It was David. They stole David's goods. They stole his reputation. They stole his family. They stole everything about him. That happened to me once, too. I lost everything. And I needed a bell person. You talk to Betty about this. She teaches how to bind the strong man and get that back. It's called the breaker anointing. Break, break, break. The anointing breaks the yoke. So the first thing David did is he didn't run to one of his pastors or one of his one of his one of his. He went straight to heaven with it. He encouraged himself in the Lord. Too many of you are wearing all of us out. Go to the Lord first. Then it said he inquired of the Lord. He first he encouraged. Then he inquired. And the Lord says, yes. I want you to go down to that Philistine army. Will you give them into my hands, David said. Now he had to hear. He had to be a good hearer. Just like when Moses went to the bed of the Red Sea and all these wild people were screaming, ah, your brother's here to die, Moses. They'd already had all these miracles. Their very first test. They saw the dust of the chariots after the Pharaoh's heart got lo- got loosed 
went hard again and he sent them after him. And, and one man out of them, how many knows how many million people? And Moses stood still. And he looked up from when it's his salvation comes. And he heard the word of God, Jehovah. J-E-H-O-B-A-H. Psalms 83.18 says, Your name alone is the most high over the heavens and the earth. Your name is Jehovah! Jehovah! Jehovah God. Not the Jehovah's Witness God. The God of the Bible. Come on! This young man here, he's coming up fast. His pastors know it too. He needs lots of training. Sometimes we need our diapers changed. That's okay. And one further point. How many were in the boat the night that Peter was asked to walk on the water? How many? Not a trick question. How many? Twelve. Jesus, come along. Peter, come out here. You've got to be one that's been trained in the Spirit. David was. Because David went down to the Philistine army and God was with him and he slew them. Got his family back, his reputation back, his goods back, and all the booty that came with it. That means the goods. The goods. The shekels or whatever they're called. Got it. So Peter says, yeah, I'll go out there. So he did. So what? He fell in the water. So what? You know what the other 11 did? They ragged on him. No, 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 no. We don't need dream poppers. We don't need Job's friends, church. You have a vision, go for it, if it's a God. Joe Austin used to say, we don't need dream poppers. Don't let someone pop your dream. I had a dream to have an orphanage in Africa from the time I was in the Vietnam War in 1966. Ten years ago, we took my daddy's money when he died. After I did hospice care with him and found out he was a bastard child just before he died and helped him get to the Lord and And I had forgiven my dad. He gave us some money. Well, I knew exactly where that money was going. Da da da, Africa, here we come. We're going to build an orphanage called Mutual Encouragement Home, Waibuye, Kenya. Been going nine years. Are you hearing me? It was my dream. Now we work with four orphanages over there. One that Sheila works with. He didn't even know it. He came here. So the end of the story with Peter was he walked in water. The other 12, they ragged on him. How many of you are going to rag on others because they're propelling their vision of going to the holy place? See, the church ragged on me for years because in 1981 I did go into the third heavens. And I went for parts of three days. It took three and a half hours for the Lord to deliver me of the demons that night. Three and a half hours. 
I didn't have to go to ten step, five step, three steps, in between steps. I went to Holy Ghost step in my room. Three tongues. By one or two in the morning, I'd been delivered of the demons that I had collected, and there must have been hundreds of them because it took three and a half hours. And my roommate was woke up and praying in the same tongue, and he says, Brother, you need some help. I says, Do I need some help? Get in here. These puppies are really messing me up. I didn't know what was going on. Satan materialized in my room, and he was cast out right in the corner of my room, told he could never touch me again. Then I had a vision. I don't know what a vision was. I, I did a lot of Pakalolo and a lot of other stuff. But I got the Holy Ghost. Everybody said I was on a new drug. I was, the Holy Ghost drug. Whatever that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. I got the Holy Ghost that had the most. My first assignment was to walk the beaches of North Shore, Hawaii, where I lived. I was living in a van. So I lost everything and I tried committing suicide, and the Lord said, I wouldn't let the devil have you. You're mine. So my first assignment was to walk the beach. is going, And I, was, I wouldn't go into church in those days. I hated church. But they were meeting in a tent at a beach park. And I'd go in there, and they'd play the guitar and sing, and the Holy Spirit would just... I get in. I would get immersed in it. And all these people, the drug dealers, the prostitutes from Honolulu and all, they started coming to the tent. Well, what's that, God? It's the gift I gave you that night. To pray in intercession because he said I was an intercessor. I didn't even know what the word meant. He told me how long, how much, and the rest of my life. And he said, because your body is so messed up, I was disabled out of the war, and I couldn't do the things normal people did. He started healing me, because I'm missing seven and a half body parts. My head was crazy with PTSD. My back's been broken. My shoulder's torn. My knee was crushed. I'm legally blind here. I have rods in my back. and I, I wasn't awake, so I don't know how many things they put in me. Who knows? I don't really care. Do I really care I have all that? God says go to Pakistan, I go to Pakistan. Do I hurt sometimes? Ask my wife. Some night so I'm up in the night praying one or two hours in the tongues just so I can get going the next day. Do I care? No. Because God said. Now what has he told you tonight to do? Has he told you? Grab a hole, the hem of the garment, church. Has he told you? What has he told you to do? Has he told you to go up here and go into that place? Has he told you to be desperate and expectant and so desperate that you feel like you're absolutely going to die? See, that's why the hungry ones get fed. They cry and they cry and they cry. That's how Roy finally came to the throne of grace and mercy again after my suicide attempt, because I cried out to the daddy, and I says, why, why, why? He started filling me with the Holy Ghost that has the most. And I pray in it every day. My grandson the other day was helping me out in the yard, and, and I'm going to end this. 
want you to get your spirits ready because I want anybody that's hungry for more to come up here as quickly as you can here when I close. My grandson, Levi, says to me, Grandfather, what is that you're saying? What are you saying? I said, well, Levi, I was praying in Hebrew to my daddy. He says, wow, that's really cool. Because I didn't want to make a spectacle of myself in front of my grandson. But I just pray. I have prayed unceasingly. I just do. It's just it's who I am. And Levi said, that's cool, grandfather. My son, who's 50 years old now, said two years ago, three years ago now, I guess, he gave me a picture with a collage of pictures, and he put a, a type thing in the middle of it. He says, my daddy never told me what to do. I just watched him and did it. He's 50 years old. That's my son. Are you hearing me? Well, come on forward. Do some business up here. Come on. Do some business up here tonight. The Lord's been doing business here tonight. you got business with him. So if he's speaking to your heart tonight, he's tugging at you. Uh, John, where are you? Would you just get that thing ripping up there? Woo! Glory to Jesus. Boy, I'm telling you, I'm pumped. Woo! Show the back on Business with the daddy. Business with the daddy. Business with the daddy. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You've been here all night. You're here in abundance. You are here. You have business to do. He wants to bring his fire here. I had a whole message on the fire of God over there. And I had two other messages. That's another day. But the fire of God. Oh, the fire of God is so incredible. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire. Fire! More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. More fire. Say, Lord. 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 I want your fire. You're there. 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 You're there.